give our patreon which is patreon.com slash ttf we didn't give our email which is throw the flag network at gmail.com twitter which is at ttf network it's like we're doing this just to entertain <laughs> just edutain. to entertain we're trying to edutain just to edutain and just to move what should be our shared goal forward but i think i'm the only one committed to it of ultimately ruining weird al's career <laughs> I'm definitely not committed to that. <laughs> Anti-Semite? I is stand we- with Israel. Is Weird Al Jewish? His name is Yankovic. I mean, that's not necessarily Jewish. That's not like... Have a- you seen that hair? Oh, God. Oh, God. Here we go. Here we go. Have you seen that video of Donald Trump Jr. eating that ice cream? <laughs> yeah, he's a hungry boy. And he's got some... <laughs> <laughs> and I think he's got a, an elderly Jewish lady wrapped in an American flag shawl sitting there with him enjoying it. Just two kids enjoying a little cream. He's such a he's such a hungry. He's a hungry baby. He's a hungry baby. There there is a video. So uh, there was a special election in Pennsylvania that was last night. Today is March fourteenth, two thousand eighteen. Even though this is probably going to get released in like a week or two. Um, and. Donald Trump Jr. was dispatched to help uh, the Republican candidate campaign. And he goes to like an ice cream parlor talking like with the candidate and talking to, to voters and reporters are huddled around him, taking photos and asking him about Stormy Daniels, about Russia, everything but the campaign. And Donald Trump is clearly Donald Trump Jr. is clearly just trying to just, you know, act cool, act like it's not bugging him. And his way of doing that is just to cram, continuously cram ice cream into his mouth. <laughs> well, Getting it's probably just a power move. It's a power play to show that the Trump family is immune to brain freeze. <laughs> I mean, if That's he was what eating a steak or like a hamburger or something like that, he wouldn't come off as a tiny little baby boy. But he is. He's like, <laughs> come on, guys. We're, we're not talking about that. <laughs> You know what he looks like. He doesn't look like Donald Trump. He looks like the guy or the thing from the little baby's ice cream commercial that made the rounds. Oh on the yes, he does. So that, many moons ago. I mean, he that, looks just like that dude where the ice cream man eats ice cream out of the top of his own head. Oh God, that's your. Homework if you for told me, if you told me that was Donald Trump Jr. under all that ice cream, <laughs> he's a great even bad enough. Wouldn't even bat an eye. He's a cream daddy. (laughs) Surely that's a thing, right? And if we tag this podcast with cream daddies, surely we're going to get a brand new audience. So, hey, everybody. Hey, everybody who's just joined us for the first time. All the cream daddies out there. We're too, uh, I don't know, probably a cream daddy probably likes a gullah boy or something like that. We're definitely those. So, you know. Throw us a couple shekels if you want us to. You want us to cam up. You want us to see us on cam. We're happy to do that for all the cream daddies out there. Two hungry gullah boys looking for a cream what daddy. Is a gullah boy. I don't know, dude. You know they. The, the, 
<laughs> lingo changes all the time. Everything's always getting stranger. Um, we, we need you know, Creel here. He knows. He Creel, knows oh. There's Creel's no the ultimate in the cream world. Daddy. The Creel's not the ultimate cream daddy. And he's got Gullah Boys blowing up his IG all the time. <laughs> cream Daddy uh, seems to be a very low-budget horror YouTube series where somebody's like walking through their house and then they open a closet door and a <clears throat> a man covered in shaving cream pops out. <laughs> cream Cream Daddy YouTube channel. Three years from ago. the from the makers of Monster Man and Ginger Dead Man comes Cream Daddy. Watches Cream Daddy stalks his prey. Daddy wa- gets what Daddy wants. Follow at Cream underscore Daddy. <laughs> daddy wants a gullah boy. That's what he wants. Hey, I'm googling gullah boy. Ooh, I don't. Know. You're going to get on a watch list, buddy. That's what you're going to wind up on. Ooh, thank God. Gully Boy is an upcoming 2019 Indian Bollywood musical drama. Oh, Roblox. Gully Boy. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like gullible, but a boy who will just go for anything that the cream daddy wants. <laughs> I the hate cream this. Daddy can tell I hate this, and anything. I want to talk about something else. I want to I talk don't... about Gully Boys and cream daddy. <laughs> you're, you're on a list. Why is Chris Hansen here? <laughs> <laughs> what, what can you can you explain to me why to catch a predator is such an art for me can you can you try to analyze why i can't get enough of to catch a predator well i think at this point you're just living off the memory of the race summits yeah i think that, that that's day. what it is i mean the race summit with gene genie was such a good day it was a great day. And I think that you're just, you're living off that. Hank um, we used speaking to... of when uh, <laughs> he came to visit D.C. when I was living up there, and um, he, our friend Gene and I. Uh, Who is just, just a spectacular lady. Lovely I just can't being. say enough good lovely things young woman. about Gene Genie. The three of us just sat on a couch and watched To Catch a Predator episodes and ate pizza. And some mozzarella sticks. <laughs> from from Bob Knobs. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That was the night that we ordered the mozzarella sticks. <laughs> look, I'm, when you... Look, if you are if you are ordering... So, we ordered, we ordered a shit ton of food from this local pizza place that had, like, sliders and a, a full fucking menu. I think you get shrimp lo mein from this fucking place. <laughs> yeah. And I think I, I suggested to Gene, who was, I think, calling... Make sure that cheese sticks are indeed deep fried mozzarella sticks and not just fucking sticks of bread with cheese on it. Do you with know how, how, how much of a letdown that is? Absolutely. And so I merely made that very helpful suggestion to avoid future disappointment. Hankins decided it was <laughs> going char- a little riff. Character, little riff for himself. character creation time, <laughs> which was basically just a woman. An elderly African-American woman who was on the phone with his restaurant asking, now let me ask y'all, is your cheese stick like a cheese stick or is that just like a garlic bread with a cheese topping? I'll hold. (laughs) (laughs) And that goes along with, I, I think what you mentioned on throw the flag, a part of the TTF network. Um, 
<laughs> where you're you're doing an interview or you're doing mm-hmm. a one-sided mm-hmm. conversation one-sided conversation that is that is a hankins staple right there the one-sided oh. conversation <laughs> Good that that is my you might be a redneck <laughs> For some reason, a couple of weeks ago, or a, a year ago, I guess, um, a bit from a Jeff Fox, the original Jeff Foxworthy, You Might Be a Redneck If comedy album, popped into my head. And for some reason, it's been, you know, 25 years and since I, I think I used one of my CDs for like 12 CDs for the price of one from BMG or Columbia House and got that. <laughs> and... <laughs> I think I could still recite this one bit perfectly. And I finally found it and downloaded it and indeed was confirmed that I remembered it almost as well as I remember Colonel Nathan R. Jessup played by Jack Nicholson's, uh, you want the truth speech from a few good men. Um, they're of equal quality. (laughs) <laughs> I think so. Jeff Foxworthy is like, man, you you ever you ever say something to your woman who uh, you know she she doesn't get mad right away, but you know you're you're eating you're you're at the mall, you know, and uh, you're, you're you go to a movie with your wife and you're like, man, honey, that Sigourney Weaver's a sexy woman. She don't say anything till like six hours later, where you're eating meatloaf and you're like, honey, this meatloaf is a little dry. And your wife's like, well, why don't you have Sigourney Weaver make you a meatloaf then? The crowd went wild. What a weird reference. Like, Sigourney Weaver is... There's nothing wrong with Sigourney Weaver. (laughs) I'm not here to bash Sigourney Weaver 25 years ago. Mm -hmm. But I just don't feel like the Jeff Foxworthy crowd... I don't feel like that's a reliable touchstone for the Foxworthy crowd. (laughs) Is the Foxworthy crowd... get? Well, I think the Foxworthy crowd was a lot less niche back then because he was a mainstream dude oh without a doubt without a doubt before it was like the blue collar comedy tour okay all right all right so So you're telling me that's just your that's just your run-of-the-mill joke live on the sunset strip joke 101 yeah for kind of joke (laughs) but yeah i i don't see a lot of like People but there the were certainly of a sissier women. That's like that's what I'm saying. You're not going to like aliens and getting your horn up, <laughs> unless you're a gullible boy like us. And then, in case you love aliens, I hate that term. Um, I, like I remember watching Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters Two, which I actually think is the superior of the films. Um, I know I'm alone on that. It is up to me, oh God, that soundtrack is so good. Control. And I was like, man, Peter Venkman, you can do better than Dana, whatever her name is. Scorny Weaver, you look like Skeletor. <laughs> Annie Potts, yeah, Annie Potts is better looking. Here on that's disgusting, where we rate old women. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, that Ghostbusters two soundtrack, bro, Jackie Wilson. Oingo Boingo, Glenn Fry, like, <laughs> um, fucking Bobby Brown. I think Bobby Brown had two songs on that. Run DMC. Why wouldn't you? Oh my God, if you come out with something as as good as Ghostbusters, <laughs> come my on, Run man. DMC. Damn. Ooh, is that what I see? Did I see something move? 
R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. Jonathan Brandis. I think we can mark March 12th, 2018 as the day that the TTF network turned dark. It was a dark, dark. It was day. very dark. I was a sh- I, I was a sheepy baby. There was a cre- there not a now I'm a gullah boy. Yeah, you are a gullible. It was the first day that Creel didn't like a work on Cold Dog. That was that was very bizarre. Um, thankfully, we're going to re-record that, <laughs> and we probably have by by the time this airs. Yes, you've definitely heard that much better episode by now. <laughs> I was pretty happy with the six minute mini app, though. I'm not going to lie. You should be. Man. I thought that was you a very interesting way you know, to you do, do that good work. Stuff. <laughs> Well, you know, a gullah boy wants to impress his cream daddy at any God, time stop he can. It. Gullah boy I wants to get that creamy weemy. <laughs> I hate this. You know, in, in three weeks, I'm going to say gullah boy, or you're going to say gullah boy to me, and I'm not going to have a fucking clue what you're talking about. <laughs> no, man, I remember this now. I, I, I got all the sleep I needed. I slept all day today. He's the sheepiest boy in the world. There was a time in our in our friendship where I just slept a whole lot. Just so much sleeping. Just and, so much sleeping. And, and your I did cousin, so much driving. Your cousin, Jason, really Ooh. gave me the business about it. He, he was I, not here for that. I fell asleep during a fantasy draft. Uh-huh. I fell asleep multiple times during Harry Potter that we watched To Kill Time uh-huh. Before a Bob Dylan concert in Cleveland. Or Believe Land, sorry. Um, or The Land. God. Remember when LeBron James was like the biggest fucking villain in the world? That's a weird story, man. Um, like, I remember, I hated it. I, I felt I felt for those folks, and I still do feel for like, I will feel bad for any sports town that's also a town that's getting roughed up. Yeah. Um, I, I will always gravitate towards the sports aspect. Um, because that is the true escape. And living in Atlanta, like, we suck <laughs> as a sports town. But living in Atlanta is pretty good, so you really don't you don't get the you really don't get the sympathy. Yeah. Um you but Cleveland deserved that sympathy. And man, they were pissed. And rightfully so. LeBron leaving was fine, but he'd just go away. He just sneak he away. He made don't like a, a, whole, a, a thing. whole thing about it. He made they, they did can you imagine it's like imagine like your 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 wife's leaving you and you like leave a she she does like a one hour special on ESPN about it <laughs> to reveal like who she's banging. Oh, God. Oh, she's God. Going to bang. Oh, it's like a knife in my heart just thinking about it. <laughs> you know, speaking of, of Will of it be breakups, Frank or will it be Ed? God, if it's Ed, I'm going to kill that son of a bitch. Yeah, Frank's Bottom a good guy. line, I'm not here to fuck with Ed's bullshit. Ed ain't around my kids. <laughs> Don't have Ed around my kids. Um, so, I'll... <laughs> so, speaking of breakups and, and things that come out of that, um, so, did you ever get around to listening to the new Jason Isbell record? I know you're ridiculously slow on mm. listening to anything these days. No, uh, I I listened to it, I think, once or twice, but not enough to absorb anything. So, there's a song on there called Chaos and Close. And C-L-O-T-H-E-S? Was, yes, yes, yes. Just the way it was written, I could tell that it was a, 
it was real, that it was about a real person and a real story, but I couldn't put my finger on it. Like, Isabel does a great job of leaving you enough clues, obviously, that I picked up on, because I'm not some super fucking song genius. I'm not pretending that. No, and I didn't on. have the inside scoop. Um, but I could just figure out, I can tell by the imagery he's using, this is a real story. And then I, I think I Googled or somebody sent me a thing, and it turns out that I, we the, the consensus is it's about Mandy Moore and Ryan Adams' breakup. <laughs> and the, oh God, and the, the this is why this reminded me of that. Wasn't, the killer line, go ahead. Didn't go, Ryan go. Adams get him off of booze? The, part of the story, I remember him telling that story on, I think, the Marin podcast or, where, you know, uh, his wife told him, she called Ryan Adams one night when Jason was in a bad way. And she said, all right, you told me, I told you the next time that you told me you needed help, that we were going to get you help. Like there were, this was a, a non-starter. Like this yeah. is the next time you say it, you're done. And like Ryan Adams was one of the people she called. And I thought that was the craziest fucking story. <laughs> yeah, man. Like Ryan Adams famous for like smoking a lot of hash and just writing blogs on his website. Just a cool boy. Just a cool, a gullah boy, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the killer line in it among many killer lines is the man she chose to take your place turns his collar up to better frame his face i don't want to hear that if i'm ryan adams Mm-mm. especially given who he's talking about because mandy moore at the time i don't know about now but at that time was when the lead with uh was with the lead singer of dolls whose oh, name man. is escaping me right now Jesus Christ, Sean, we got to get you back on the, we got to get you back on the horse, baby. We got to get you up on your pants. D-A-W-E-S? E-S, yes. Okay. Yes. Is that like a Bon Iver? No, they're... (laughs) Dawsthebound.com. Finally get that TTF bump. Dawes the Bounty Hunter. Oh, (laughs) man. Dawes is, uh, they're sort of a canyon rock group. They're... uh, they are what in the Canyon vein of maybe like a modern Eagles. Canyon Rock, Eagles, Jackson Brown, uh, uh, awful. Graham Parker, all those were Canyon Rock bands. Dawes sort of fits into that pocket. Um, they can play, they, they, they have some pretty good songs here and there. Um, just a good feel-good band, but Taylor, Taylor something is his name. Did you ever see, no you didn't because you hadn't seen anything. Um, the, you hadn't the seen doc- shit. You, you ain't found shit. The documentary, the new basement tapes, where those artists, where they found that cache of Dylan lyrics that hadn't been finished yet, and they had Marcus Mumford and this guy from Dawes and Elvis Costello and uh, uh, I hope it's Rihanna. not curly blonde haired dude. Uh, I'm looking at pictures so. of That's... Dawes the band. Yeah, and... if you if you found pictures of Dawes, then Taylor's go- Taylor or Tyler one. Um, is the lead dude? Does he have his collar up to frame his face? Uh, yeah, there is one guy with a collar up. Mm, that's probably him. Damn, that's, that's yeah, that's not him. something you want to hear. Taylor Goldsmith. That's it. God bless Taylor Goldsmith. But yeah, so <laughs> that's the dude, and that's the line, and you don't want to hear that, especially if you're Ryan Adams and you're sort of this this sort of weirdo who's also kind of heroin chic. Yeah. And this dude's probably the opposite of everything you are or like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's good looking awful. dude. And he is good engaged to Mandy Moore. There you go. Can you know, plays a nice guitar, runs a pretty good band. Looks like you know, some people came say off in that documentary. Moore. They say that a lot. 
um, came off in that documentary is is very good, very stable, very capable musician. Turned out some pretty good songs on that record. Oh, you hate um, to see that. I just can't imagine. Meanwhile, how you're much you're that releasing full Taylor. Yeah, meanwhile, you know, 1989 is your highest charting <laughs> record, a cover record. And look, I'm not here to say bad things about Ryan Adams, folks. Uh-huh. I love me some Ryan Adams. That's just the long and the short of it. I was learning how to play winding wheel before I started this podcast. So <laughs> I'm here for Ryan Adams. But Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jeezy crazy. And that last record was just so much Mandy Moore. I kind of screwed this up. Oh. Oh, I hate when you have to do that. I hate when you have to make that record. <laughs> I hate that. What else, is anybody, what, else, what else sticks out like that where some dude's just having to admit he screwed a whole thing up? Well, we talked enough about Bob Dylan last Yeah, sure. Last I'm not going to get back on Blood on the Tracks. Um, ah, the new Chris Rock comedy special, he has a bit where he has to admit that the divorce was his fault, which is not funny. really. Yeah, it gets heavy. It gets heavy. Well, it's like when the next Louis C.K. stand-up comes out, and he has to admit that beating your dick in front of somebody is probably not cool either. <laughs> oh my God! I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. B in your D. It's so funny to me that he like asked permission beforehand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, do you mm-hmm. mind if I uh, take my penis out? And then doesn't wait for the permission though. <laughs> That's the problem. Take it out. Uh, Brian Adams, please forgive me, is probably one of those. Oof. Oof. So you got oof. your Brian Adams and your Ryan. And your Ryan Adams. And Adams' aunt. <laughs> yeah. Please forgive me. Uh, you know, you're Justin Bieber. Is it too late to say sorry? Oh, God. Did you just Cause, Google shitty songs? Cause I'm is missing that what mo- you Google? Because I'm missing more than just your body. I don't believe that. I only know that from that Madden commercial where Von Miller sang it. <laughs> um, yeah, nothing, nothing really hits the mind. But I, I know, you know, I know what you're you're talking about. Um, I'm sure John Mayer's recorded a couple of those. <laughs> I don't know that John Mayer's ever made it fault in anything. Um, there was a, a famous one by. Uh, one Andre 3000 where he was apologizing to a particular woman <sighs> particular woman's Miss, mother Miss Jackson <laughs> well there was there was also the Reuben Stuttered classic I'm sorry for 2004 where he just apologized for an entire year <laughs> man I fucking love Reuben Stuttered man wearing that giant 205 area code jersey on American Idol <laughs> Man, there was a time where Alabama really ran uh, network television Fuck yeah. uh, fucking uh, singing competitions. We had we had Bo Bice Bo early Bice. in the game. Is Carrie Underwood Stuttered. She's Alabama? No, she is not. Um, Ruben Stuttered captured the nation's hearts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taylor Hicks? Hicks. Yeah, t- Taylor yeah. Hicks. Was the Soul Patrol? Soul Patrol, he, baby. He had that thing jumping, and both hackers from Nashville Star were from the Shoals area. <laughs> nice. We really ran the show. Is Purple um, Rain a a forgive me song? I never tell you anything. Yeah, but I mean, it's Prince, so he was probably singing about a fucking ghost that he had fucked in eighteen sixty three. 
You know, it is impossible to find the song Pussy Control on anywhere. Well, it's, you probably find it now because Prince was just, he. there was no digital stuff when he was the alive. Ball. Yeah. Boy, those, what a bunch of assholes that ran that estate, too. I'm too much. He was not dead 45 minutes oh before Spotify had all the Prince catalog. Jesus. <laughs> like, they had a button. They had the files all sent up. They had an FTP site ready to go. All right, once immediately, <laughs> we're going to send you this password. Break glass start in sending case me of, millions in case of, of dollars. <laughs> just start sending me millions of dollars. God. Man. Then he has to eat shit from Justin Timberlake on fucking Super Bowl. It's a rough time to be dead if you're Prince. <laughs> it's a bad time to be poor, bad time to be dead. He He said something about, like, not wanting to... He said something related to his Super Bowl halftime appearance. Well, there was a whole interview about where he said he, you know, hey, do you want to? Well, they were asking him like about the hologram stuff, and he said, if I was meant to play with Cab Calloway, Cab Calloway and I would have been born in the same. That's what it was. Yeah, and you know what is what it is. That's the stance he wanted to take, and Prince was very religious. I mean, yeah, he banged a lot of trim. Don't get me wrong. But he was he was deep into his thing. He gave and, you know, I think that was part of the, it. He gave the Bengals uh, manic Monday to try to bang Santa Hoffs. Hey, that's a fucking even trade off right there, baby. Yeah, still, still attractive. <laughs> Prince still got the better of that deal. To Santa Hoffs, answer my fucking letters. I've got a song called Manic Tuesday that I think is gonna make you lose it. <laughs> I. I have a composition notebook filled with rants about Weird Al. If you would just call me back. Um, what other forgiveness songs? I, I You could probably put Kevin Spacey's Apology to Music. I, I certainly could, because I'm uniquely situated to do that kind of thing. It's called I'm Sorry I'm Gay by... Man, do you know... Do you know how egregious you have to be as a sexual predator that being gay in 2018 doesn't get you out of it? Being gay in 2018 and own house of cards doesn't get you out of it. Well, I think I think the fact that he used his homosexuality as as a like that that single-handedly like is a giant step back for the LGBT movement. Saying that, like, and hey, by the way, I'm gay. Like, you know, did you what say am I going to do? Not did, try to bang there a little G kid? in there. Not was try there to G get some gullah boys on my LGB. LG, yeah, okay, G, G, yes, yeah, because the G stands LGBTQ for LGBTQ plus <laughs> gullah boy. I'm, I'm laughing at gullah boy. I'm not laughing at the plus or <laughs> plus or minus. Oh God, what a world! What a world we live in these days. The I don't know all the letters and stuff. I, I'm just I'm for everybody. That's mm-hmm. who I'm for. I'm for everybody except uh, Weird Nashville Al. Predators. <laughs> go Preds, huh? Go Preds. No, not. Never. Never Predators. I go. Never Dabo, never Predators. To catch a Predator. You are definitely down for that. Who else do I not like these days? <laughs> <laughs> there was something that we need to ask Creel he was going to say something about Jonathan Brandis and then pulled back. And I am dying to know. He was, wasn't he? He, he pulled one and back, which is real a shock. Censors himself. 
I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Like, because it, it can't be, it can't be too bawdy for Creel. That's impossible. No. It can't be too insensitive. Like, did he know an actual Jonathan Brandis fact? <laughs> did Jonathan Brandis confess something to Creel in a letter from the night of the big party? God. Hey, you guys, do you guys want to come over for dinner? Just give me like 30 minutes to buy a chair and tie this piece of rope. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't. Yeah, it definitely couldn't have been too bawdy for a, a man who described the sculpt of a football player's penis for about 20 minutes the episode prior. <laughs> and he was really excited about Googling a butt. Oh, 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 can I Google it? And who is my number one go-to for any time I want to take the podcast in a sexual direction? Mm-hmm. I just have to set him up. And he delivers. He spikes it. Every time. Oh, my God. Does he ever. He's a sexy little boy. He's a gullible boy. <laughs> no. He ain't no gullible boy. He ain't no gullible boy. A He's a cream daddy. daddy. That's a cream daddy. Creel, Creel I imagine, like, just has Shawn Michaels uh, entrance music follow him around. <laughs> Sexy boy. I'm not your boy. He's not toy. your boy, toy. Cream daddy. <laughs> oh Fucking my god. Daddies. We're silly boys. All right. Drive, drive the ship, Sean Majors. We're getting off course. Oh my Say god. Something. Fucking Donald J. Trump eating ice cream. We did that already. Oh damn. We did do we it that, did already. that already. I we were before we went on, we were talking about um how much cable news I consume in a given day. Um, mm-hmm. I can't not watch it. I always have to, I, I like the soap opera that is this white house. I, I have to know everything about it. And I am shocked when people don't sleep eating. But now it, it helps that my profession is in politics and I, that's true. Yeah. Kind of need to know, but yeah. I mean, I watch a lot of wrestling too, because that's my business. <laughs> Here in the central time zone, I if I wake up, if I go to bed early, I will wake up at 5 to watch Morning Joe on MSNBC. I can't um, – I, I tell you what, um, 100% of my political knowledge comes through just seeing some meme on Twitter and never going to investigate the actual story. I think that's what got us Donald J. Trump as president. <laughs> sure. Fine with that. Um, Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the 15 minutes of the podcast, Pod Save America, that I can stand. Oh, yeah. I try it every week for 15 <laughs> to 20 minutes. And I'm like, eh, I agree with you guys, but Jesus Christ, can you be funny or something? Yeah. Is there a joke in any of this? I cut out all political podcasts after the election. Really all political <laughs> news, because I just, I couldn't, it made me fucking not feel good. <laughs> he he found out Santa Claus wasn't real. Yeah, man. <laughs> I tried to warn you, Sean. You, I tried to warn you. I said this shit's all wrestling, and sometimes the heel's gonna go over. But you wouldn't listen to me. You laughed at me and talked about how stupid wrestling was. That's what you did, and mm-hmm. I told you we're in the same business, my friend. God. We're in the same damn business. <laughs> it's it's nuts, man. Yeah, I used to listen to uh, the Slate Political Gab Fest. I don't want to know what that is. With Emily Bazelon, uh, the guy who's on CBS. 
and another guy who does atlasobscura.com. Um, and I, I had to cut that out because it's just like, you know, my my coping mechanism was to shut everything out. And, I mean, you're talking to a person who would wake up, go to work, come back, fill a coffee mug full of whiskey, and just watch the Republican debate. <laughs> Because there was one every single fucking night in the fall and summer of 2016. I get it. I mean, if if I cared, I'd be driven crazy. Um, yeah. The, the fact that none of it matters. Like, the, the things that we think would be big ticket items. The president is... Had an affair with a porn star. That used to seem like a big ticket item. Yeah. Um, it impeached the president, this, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A similar behavior. Yeah, um, all that stuff. Whatever you pick, it, pick out any of the things that you think. All right, we finally got him. And even if they had come back and said this Russian thing was one hundred percent confirmed, and none of it matters right no, now. It doesn't. Um, and I don't think it ever will again. I honestly think. I think that. I don't think that this is the. Uh, the outlier anymore. I think this is politics in this country from now on. Yeah, I think you're right. Why wouldn't it be? I mean, why wouldn't it be? Um, the, the, the groundwork has been laid. We understand how all of this works. And that's the thing that kills me is they broke kayfabe. <laughs> they pulled the curtain all the way back and literally showed you everything. And, and still it doesn't matter. Mm-mm. It still doesn't matter, but yet I can't draw 400 people to a wrestling show because everybody says what I'm doing is fake. <laughs> but this shit here is just as fake and dominates the news cycle. Absolutely dominates it. Yeah, I mean to the point where 20 dead teenagers is really just fodder for the other half of the news cycle. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we didn't we didn't do anything when 23 six year olds. And that was the low water mark. At yeah. that point, we all knew that resistance is futile. What do you think about these damn kids <laughs> and their damn Fogelberg and they're walking out of school? Uh, like the protest in uh, at large, or the uh, yeah, just like in the general, whatever. Um, I mean, I think it, I I think it's remarkable the the traction that they got. Um, after, after the shooting, um, and you know, maybe that'll help make some incremental steps. I know that like, I try and put myself into like, what if that happened at my school and like uh, a group of five kids became like internationally famous all of a sudden, um, they're very well spoken. I think they do a, a fantastic jobs. They're, they're, they're great at, at, you know, being the spokespeople for, <clears throat> to try and create some real change there. But um, I, I just keep going back to like, you know, that school was a regular school a month ago. Yeah. You had bullies, you had kids fighting, you had, you know, girlfriends leaving boyfriends, boyfriends leaving girlfriends, color boys leaving cream daddies. And <laughs> it's, you know, it makes me wonder like, you know, there, uh, it was it was a high school in 2018 America. Some kids hated each uh, other kids. Yeah, and I, I I just wonder what those dynamics are like now. Ah, you know the same. Like they're I'm they're sure back they're... at school, but like you know, <laughs> like are they are they taking chemistry tests? Like are they like are you know it's 
the middle of the semester. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it is. And I mean, like, I, first of all, I want I'll state so my daughter text my wife from upstairs the other day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, can I do this? And what she was saying was, um, it was the walkout protest. She was asking yeah. if she could participate. And so my wife brings me the phone. I was like, what do you think? And I kind of look like, what do yeah. I think? You know what I'm going to say. Yeah. Um, I'm all for sticking it to the man. That's what I'm here for. Unrest, yeah, civil unrest. And she was like, well, does she even know what she's mad about? I said, no, she doesn't. None of them really do. I said, but I'm not going to sit here and pretend to understand what it's like to be no. scared to get shot at school. Because yeah. I wasn't. And I knew people had guns at school. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a school where I knew people had guns, either in their cars to go hunting or in their cars to do other stuff. Um, But I was never once fearful of being shot at school because this just wasn't the time. Um, It just wasn't, I didn't feel like that was our environment. And we could fight each other. We could punch each other in the face and get this shit over with. You know, and I'm not saying that more, I'm not, I'm just saying that it was a different world that we lived in. So I'm not going to pretend to know what these kids are going through or even what their motivations are. But I will say this much. I don't think that anything will happen because they can't vote right now. Um, Yeah. And at some point people will focus on those old people who like to vote and the people that watch Fox news all day long or CNN all day long. They're always going to be the the focus group because those kids are going to graduate and they're going to go to college, and some of them are certainly going to be very active, and some of them are going to remember this. Others of them are going to go work at the mechanic shop or <laughs> go focus on trying to get their degree, and these things that seem important now won't be as important. Yeah. Um, and that's just where we are. That's that's what we are as a country, and that's why I just can't put a lot of stock in it. Kudos to them for sounding great. And kudos to him for standing up under the slings and arrow of just assholes, asshole politicians who don't want to listen to him, asshole dicks on the internet who, for some reason, have an opinion about what a 13-year-old who was at a scene of a murder has to say about guns. That's already ridiculous. That is, to me, the most bizarre, well, the second most bizarre reaction to this is to attack the kids. Like, Yeah, to uh, minimize minimize them. Sit down. You don't know what you're talking about. It's like... And you do, 28-year-old truck driver? You do, guy who works at cell phone kiosk? (laughs) I mean, it's it's very bizarre. I went to... Get my get my haircut uh, like a week ago, two weeks ago, and ooh, fancy! <laughs> Have you never cut, you cut your hair last night? I did myself, yeah. like a working man, like a working man. <laughs> I I had to I I've actually had to uh, correct two my last two haircuts. One my, didn't cut my bangs at all, and I just looked like Fat Macklemore. The, the most the most recent one uh, basically made me look like Toad from Super Mario Brothers by leaving the entire thing too long on the top. Um, but I went to I went to get my haircut and I you know the the girl that I usually see she left so I just I walked in at nine a.m. when the place opened and got whoever was available and she starts out the haircut with like oh man 
This world's crazy. And how'd you like me to put these jugs in your face, buddy? Oh wait, this is a different haircut. My bad, my bad. Please go ahead. <laughs> and immediately ahead. in my mind, I'm like, don't. I'm I'm saying over and over again, don't don't talk politics, don't do please, God, don't, don't do talk it. politics, don't do please, it. Don't, don't. Do it. don't do it. And she kept referring to school shooting and putting it in air quotes. And I find, <laughs> I, I find out that she believes it's it was you know a false flag operation. She's a these, false flagger. Oh, they're yeah. my favorite. And these and these kids are uh, paid actors, actors. crisis actors. They're not like. It's so it's so bizarre. I and I don't know what happens in in somebody's life to make them jump to that conclusion to be so untrusting about things. And I do. You but, live in this fucking country, dude. I, I can. But to think I that, can like, imagine. Look, look, hold on. Hang on, hang on. I get it. I understand what you're saying. And I I don't believe. I believe that these school shootings happened and they're not actors. I'm not saying that. Sometimes you got to. Sometimes you got to look at a horse and know it's a horse. And yeah, it's a zebra. but I've been looking at a lot of horses a long time that they told me were horses. They turned out to be jackasses. Hey, <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> there, there is enough in this country to go around to have you mistrust everything. Absolutely everything. So I understand how you can get sideways because, um, so Alex Jones is sort of always the, the lightning rod for Mm -hmm. that particular false false flag is kind of like, that's his thing. I like, he's the first dude I ever heard talk about. I used to listen to Alex Jones all the time because I think he's funny as shit. (laughs) I love a dude who's working a good gimmick. I will listen to a gimmick all day long. Um, and it was one of those deals where if one of these crazy things he's, he talks about ever pops off, then it changes my perception of reality altogether. I'm still waiting on one of them. Just <laughs> one of them to pop off. If he ever gets one of them right. Because, I mean, the things that he talks about are so bad that even if one of them happened then it, it, it means that it's full-on shadow government, Katie barred the door. I remember having a conversation with my tattoo artist many, 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 many years ago, and he gave me this book on lizard people. Yeah. Like that, you know, that, that old conspiracy yeah. theory. And he gave me the book and said, look, I don't want you to think I'm crazy. <laughs> but here's a book <laughs> that implies that the leaders of the world are actually lizard people. Uh-huh. Aliens. But then he said something that I, I thought was very smart, and I still do, even though he uh, is serving a long stint for robbing a, a, a pharmacy and stabbing a cop. Um, oh, I still think this shit. was a very smart thing that he said. Um, he said, even if 2% of this is true, <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> so yeah. he, he's setting and it up. 0% like, yeah. is true. <laughs> when you yeah, make zero things up, it's true. 0% true. Sure. If, but if, if it was 2%, 2% of it's tr- true. Yeah. That would it's be incredible. Crazy. It's incredible. <laughs> so, so, but I, I get it. I know that it sounds, and me and you have kind of had these arguments. I remember we didn't have an argument. We had a disagreement. Like somebody no, was running. Maybe. We are. Sometimes we do argue. Somebody was running for something. And I guess it was probably fucking uh, Sarah Palin. And she, she, I think she probably quoted the, the biblical number of, of the age of the earth, something mm-hmm. like that. And you're like, oh, I think it's incredibly important if the if, if the vice president thinks that a thousand years ago dinosaurs were were here. I'm I like, do sound is like it? As in, is it that important? Like, who gives a shit? That's what does that well, have that, to do with that running a country? Policy, because if you believe that, then you're going to believe everything. You you're going to believe like somebody's staff turns into a snake. Like, 
it's if the second that because those kind of people who I believe that Sean does that make <laughs> me crazy? You know me to be pretty smart. Um, I believe the stories in the Bible. Does that make me crazy? I I, I think so. I think it does. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> with with respect, I I have I have a great deal of respect for people who have strong faith. You believe that God. the guy you were uh, you worked for was going to be a fucking Democrat when he got to Washington too. <laughs> um, One I, of those has definitely been proven to not be true. <laughs> I have I have great respect for for people with with strong faiths and and religion plays such a, a large part in their lives. I it's it's something that I hope to have someday. Um, but I I think that the kind of people who are very religious, specifically in government, can't separate that from their public lives, and they. That that informs their policy making, and I think that gets us into trouble more so than it doesn't. <clears throat> because if you are extremely religious, then you're basically putting that on other people when you're when you're in a position to wield that power over people. And I think that leads to trouble. Yeah. I- I mean, okay. dude, there wasn't a flood. There wasn't a fucking flood that drowned the earth. It, it, sure, whatever. Uh, <laughs> what does that have to do with right now? Some million years or 2,000 years or 3,000 years? And do you, not, do you think that there's not a good lawmaker right now who believes there was a flood? You think that everybody who's ever done a thing that you liked and was smart policy didn't believe that the Bible was real? I Is think that your stance? I think those people are more rare. No bullshit. <laughs> I true. think it's this. There, you have no factual evidence of that. Well, you can't disprove it either. I mean, there's no factual evidence. I, exactly, exactly. And furthermore, um, I think it's. I think that the people who thump the tub for religion and make the decisions that you think are are bad based on their religion. Um, it is as likely that those people are just playing to a stereotype that they think people will like, and they don't actually believe oh, anything. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. I, I mean, you so know. the point is, you can't. It, it is not an indicator one way or the other. It yeah. is just a. It has no bearing typically on how someone will behave in office because office has very little to do, in my opinion, with making any decisions. Office typically has to do with can I do this again in four years? Can yeah. I get some of this sweet, sweet money? For another four years, can I have this sweet prestige for another four years? It's about being reelected. It's very rarely about getting anything done. Yeah, no, you're you're right there. I mean, it only matters how many uh, cream daddies and gullah boys you can reach to vote for you. That is really what it comes down to. Are you the kind of cream daddy that has got your gullah boy staff loaded, or are you a cream daddy who's walking out here with lean pockets and got a dry beak? Which one are you? Which one are you? Oh, Sarah Palin's an idiot. You can't have people like Sarah Palin in in, in office. No, I mean, they, there's a fucking... It's not like you don't have counterparts on the other side. Nancy Pelosi's pretty crazy, too. Um... I, th- I wouldn't call her crazy. 
I mean, because she's think... on because she's in your gang. Yes, of course she wouldn't. No, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of something that she's really done that like is so extreme. I mean, that haircut. It... <laughs> she she should uh, step down and make way for for new leadership in the Democratic Party. That but... motherfucking uh, pantsuit. Mm-hmm. She she can she can wear a pantsuit, my friend. Them shoulder pads. <laughs> we got some pretty good. Elderly female accessories, don't we? I mean, those Clintons did a lot of murders, too. You you are trying to get me riled up. I'm not falling into your trap. I'm just telling you. Murder anybody. Just like George Bush didn't didn't know about 9 11 beforehand. They still did a lot of murders, dude. <laughs> a lot of mur- I'll put it this way. There's a lot of dead people around that family's business interest that typically you wouldn't find of a family <laughs> that is in those businesses. You're insane. You're insane. I'm insane. Do you think that there is actual truth to the conspiracy theory that the Clintons had people killed? It. Why would I be surprised at that? Why would I be surprised if a very powerful family had somebody snooping around who might get them in trouble and had them downed? That's a thing that happens. I think that's that happens in like, you know, 1960s Cosa Nostra fucking mafia shit. (laughs) Or 1970s Alabama or Georgia (laughs) or people get killed, dude. (laughs) People do get killed. It's true. I've seen it. I I've mean, it. murder is a thing that happens. And I just think there's... that's wanting to find... It, it, it's looking for the zebra instead of looking for the horse. I don't know what that could possibly mean. Um, there's a lot of dead people. That's <laughs> all, all, all I know is, is they're very powerful. And if they wanted to have somebody killed, they could do it. So it's possible that it happened. It's not far fetched to think that. Um, I, I I I disagree. I think it is far fetched. Oh so, so it's equally it's easy to believe that some dude colluded with a bunch of Russians. People don't get away with shit like that. <laughs> oh my god, Sean! <laughs> you think that fucking drunk ass Kennedy just accidentally had a wreck and killed that girl? I mean, or even was, if he did accidentally he have a wreck and kill that girl. Okay, he still got away with it. Oh yeah, for sure. But that was in like, <laughs> that was in like broad daylight, though. Okay, <laughs> you're it's making well... my point. <laughs> I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. We're talking about the ability of rich, powerful people to get away with shit. You just told me that that couldn't happen. You told me you couldn't get away with that. Oh no, I'm saying in in that in that instance, I don't I don't think there's a lot of. I I don't believe that there's a lot of murders in in that in in that in that situation. I don't think people are just bumping people off all of a sudden all over the place. You've got a lot more faith in the human condition than I do then, buddy. I do, man. I'm a dreamer. Some say I'm a dreamer, baby. <laughs> I'm a realist. You may say I'm a dreamer. Getting hammered is a motherfucker getting hammered. <laughs> I mean, I've watched a lot of documentaries, and the one on death row told me all you had to do to get somebody hammered was be no joke and have chips. 
And both of those things what apply to the Clintons. <laughs> no joke in half chips. Um, one time, I, in one of my college classes, there was this uh, a girl that I had a, had a thing for, uh, sat behind me in some philosophy class. And she, uh, we were like, you know, we went out a couple times and then she told me about Loose Change, the 9-11 documentary. Mm-hmm. And I watched it and I'm like, whoa, I'm convinced. This is nuts. That's fucking stupid. There is, there's no Illuminati. There's no, like, advanced warning about 9-11 to get, like, somebody, somebody once made the claim that no Jewish people died in 9-11. Well. <laughs> See, I Trying to stay I, I away from stereotypes, they hit the World Trade Center. Of I don't course, Jewish believe. people died in 9/11. Of course they did. Of course they did. See, I don't. I don't know how you're so a hundred percent on. Like, I'm just. I just believe that. Of course, somebody knew something, or else what the fuck were we spending all that money on? Well, I mean, there were there were advanced warnings of like the 9/11 presidential daily briefing. That's what came out in the in the 9/11 commission report. That was like. Um, I never thought we'd get to 9-11 on this podcast. Uh, that, you know, we, we did that, a whole show on 9-11 songs. Oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, but that was just <laughs> There's fun. only been seven of these. One-sixth <laughs> of the time we're talking about 9-11. Two, two eighths, two, one-fourth of the time now. And I'm um, the fucking whack job on here. <laughs> um, no, what, like one of the titles of the, of the presidential daily briefing leading up to 9-11 was Osama bin Laden determined to attack inside the United States. Yeah, that sounds like an advanced warning. I no, it, I mean, <laughs> it's what it sounds like to me. That's more of like uh, ineptitude and a, and a absolutely, 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 without a doubt. I'm not that's claiming not co- that they allowed it to happen. I'm claiming that they knew and were too dumb to stop it. Oh, I yeah, don't believe yeah. that Agreed. the Japanese Agreed. flew a fleet of fucking airplanes into Pearl Harbor without somebody knowing they were on the way. They were just too dumb or too late to stop it. That is the point that I'm making is you oh, can't yeah, hardline. Yeah. You well, can't hardline any of this shit because at some point, it's it, there's too much. It, it's like anything else. Like you said, very little goes unnoticed, um, especially when it's a small world as politics is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, I don't think that somebody said, all right, we're going to set up a 9-11 attack and we're going to allow it to happen so we can blah, blah, blah. No, I don't believe that. But if I don't also believe that they got caught completely flat footed. I just think that some the several balls were dropped. Yeah, as the yeah. same with probably anything that a conspiracy theory comes out of. Um, somebody probably knew that there was going to be some shit go down in Dallas or it was likely to go down in Dallas when Kennedy got shot just because of how things work and they were too dumb or too lazy or too inept to fucking stop it. Did you... I I don't know if you've ever heard this uh, conspiracy theory that said no cream daddy died in 9-11. Well, no cream daddy's going to die in 9-11 because he ain't going to be up that early. <laughs> cream daddy out late. Cream daddy sleep in. Cream daddy sleep in. If there's cream one daddy day to... get <laughs> cream daddy get Gullah boy make breakfast in bed. Oh, I don't. Oh God, I don't like this at all. <laughs> I hate this. I hate. I oh. Oh God. Um, the 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 Kennedy assassination is something where um where I'm like yeah some shit went down there. <laughs> okay, so that one that one's fine. Because <laughs> there's there's, there's no. too many questions. <laughs> oh my God, Sean Majors, just stop it! And there's no questions about nine eleven. <laughs> oh, some assholes f- flew a fucking plane into a building. 
Some asshole shot the president. Yeah, but like not just that one though. <laughs> they shot his brother too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And somehow Marilyn Monroe wound up dead. But oh, no, man. certainly, get but nobody gets away with that. <laughs> nobody ever no. gets away with anything. <laughs> they definitely. Everybody's got... always been caught for everything. <laughs> oh shit! Barack Obama picked Michigan State to win the tournament this year, <laughs> and I had them losing in like the second round. I think your secret's safe. I think you're going to be just fine. I'm going to tell you right now, Barack Obama has not watched one half of college basketball this year. He's been he's been windsurfing for like two years. Absolutely. And just giving $700,000 speeches. And I don't blame him. My whole money. speech would be, huh? Huh? How you like me now? That'd be my whole speech. Money, God. please. Money, please. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, this this cream daddy is a hungry boy, just like Donald Trump Jr. was at that ice cream parlor. Um, I have not eaten since 11 a.m. So I am going to go and get some footage in my... This is bad planning. Tum-tum. Um, yeah, I hate eating late. Everybody makes fun of me for, like... Eating at five, eating dinner at five or six. Five thirty is when a man should be eating dinner. That's when so much time supper is. I don't know what the fucking big deal is. Worked hard all day. Need a little sup sup. Just want to sup and be nervous. How am I gonna have a long night with a cream daddy if I'm a hungry gully boy? (laughs) This has been that's disgusting. With one host and one crazy person, you decide who is (laughs) bigger.